And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Out of Health Podcast. So, topic of discussion for today, what to do when you cannot squat or deadlift. Now, I've gotten a few variations of this question, a few variations of this inquiry, and the lines of questioning usually come down to something like the following. Um, It's something akin to, I want to squat and deadlift, and when I say squat and deadlift throughout this conversation, understand that I'm referring to the barbell versions of those movements. I'm not referring to the pattern, I'm referring to the exercises. So the barbell squat and the barbell deadlift. Specifically, the back squat, specifically the conventional deadlift. So moving on from there, that we preface that. So I get these lines of questions, and it's something akin to the effect of, I want to squat and barbell deadlift, but my technique is really bad, and I'm really weak, and I'm not really sure what to do. I feel like the movement isn't benefiting me. That's one variation. And then another version is, I injured my back really badly doing something, and I am told, I'm being told that I need to squat and deadlift, but I'm really hesitant to, I'm scared because I want to hurt myself. That's the second version. And then you have a third version, which is, I've squatted and deadlifted in the past, but I think I had improper technique, and subsequently I injured myself, and now now I'm not sure what to do, because I'd like to return to doing those movements, but I am, again, I'm scared, I'm insecure about my ability to execute them without pain, without re-injury. So, three different but similar situations. So the perspective I'm going to take, it is, it's a muscular perspective. Before I get to it, I just want to say one thing as a, not a disclaimer of sorts, but just as an alternate perspective, before we get to the main perspective, alternate perspective to the situation of feeling that you need to squat and deadlift, maybe you don't have to. I posted an article a few days ago about this, but there is no such thing as mandatory exercises in training. There are effective movements, there are ineffective movements, you have your training goals, you have your training needs, Play with the idea, play around the idea that maybe the squat and deadlift are not crucial to your training. Maybe they're not crucial to the outcomes you want. Maybe they're all maybe there are alternate versions of those movements that are equally as effective, and you'd be better off doing those rather than trying to fit the proverbial square peg into a round hole. So think about that. You can get very muscular and very strong and very powerful and very athletic and very fit. And you don't need to barbell squat and barbell deadlift to do that. Those two movements are not the be-all, end-all of training. I know I like that phrase a lot, but it fits. Now, that said, let's move into the situation of, well, I want to do those movements. What should I do? Here is the paradigm strategy I take with my clients and that I would advise you to take. It works, and it works very well, and it's been proven many times over. Rather than approach these two exercises as movements that you must do, approach them as exercises that you need the requisite muscle for. Meaning, meaning that if you muscularly prepare yourself and train your body in such a way that you increase the muscular tissue on your upper back, on your mid-back, on your low back, on your glutes, on your hamstrings, or on your quads, uh, you can strengthen your core... If you get your body stronger and more muscular to a point where you can execute those movements with ease, then you're not going to have the issue of compromised performance. 
So essentially being, you know, to simplify that, you muscularly build up to being able to squat and deadlift. This is a counter perspective, and I find it interesting that people are very unfamiliar with it, but I realize that the general, I guess, fitness climate doesn't discuss this. People and dogmas and methodologies get very fixated on doing exercises. They don't ask the question of whether they are adapting the exercise to suit the individual or whether they're trying to just push the individual push the individual in doing the movement. You don't have to do the movement if you're not ready for it. So for something like the squat, for example, let me lay this out for you guys so you have some sensibility. For something like the squat, let's say you've injured your back squatting in the past. Or, maybe, or let's say you, you injured your back, period, and you have a hurt back and you're very concerned about it. What can you do? Well, don't worry about loading your spine with an axial top load for a while. So don't worry about barbell squatting for a while. What you can do is that you can strengthen your spinal erectors, you can strengthen your core, you can do non-axial loading movements, meaning not putting weight in your back. So you could do split squats, you can do lunges, you can do Bulgarian split squats, you can do uh, leg extensions, leg press, you can do step-ups, you can do maybe modified front squats, maybe some version of machine squat, maybe uh, goblet squats of the weight in front. Maybe you do squat to the weight vest, but you build up your leg strength so that when you finally put the bar on your back, that bar is going to feel light. You build up your back strength. So when the bar is finally on your traps, even building your traps up with shrugs and with rows, that bar is comfortable. And you've worked on your shoulder flexibility. You've worked on all these requisite movement qualities that enable you to do the actual barbell squat with ease. So rather than try to get into it and rely on the movement to build up the muscle, Build up the muscles so you can do the movement. And you can apply the same strategy to deadlift. Um, someone asked a question tonight. I forget the gentleman's name. I apologize. But he asked, I, you know, I've been told I want to squat. I've been told I should squat and deadlift. But I injured my back. And uh, you know, it's a disc issue. And I'm just really I'm scared to do them. I don't want to hurt myself. Okay. Well, then use the strategy that I just laid out. Get your legs stronger with single leg work and with like I said, non-top-loaded work. Get your legs stronger. Get your legs stronger with non-joint compressive exercises. Build the muscles, and yeah, it might not feel as badass to do like uh, Bulgarian split squats with 20-pound dumbbells versus having a bar on your back. But if you compare the overall loading per leg relative to, let's say, squatting weight, you can actually oftentimes lo- you can oftentimes load your legs heavier during split squats than you can during barbell squats. So doing unilateral work can actually be much more stressful and much more powerful as a muscle builder than doing the traditional bilateral exercises. So for that gentleman, like I just said, so you injure your back, squatting, deadlifting to get back to the point. What can you do? Well, you can build up your legs. You can build up your back. Your back especially, you can develop all the muscles that you need to deadlift before you ever actually do the deadlift. I've done this many times with female clients, and it's very effective. Rather than have a woman try and pick a barbell up, and if you have a 120-pound woman and she's never lifted anything more than you know maybe her child, and she is in her late 30s, 40s, and it's, it's basically been years since she's lifted anything heavier than her purse or groceries, I'm not going to put the barbell in her hand the first day and say, yes, this is the ultimate training tool. This is all we're going to do. No, I'm going to build up her grip strength. I'm going to build up her arm muscles. I'm going to build up her back and her shoulders and her core and her glutes and her hamstrings. I'm going to build up all these muscles that enable her to do the hip hinge load extension movement, and I'll spend two, three, four months building her up muscularly and get her as strong as I can, as muscular as I can that time period. 
And then when I finally t- tell her, okay, we're going to barbell deadlift today, and she goes and grabs the bar, 45 pounds is nothing to her. Putting weight on the bar is of no concern. It's not intimidating anymore because I've gotten her stronger using other exercises and other modalities, and you can still train the hip extension pattern. You can still train a squat pattern without using the barbells to do those patterns. That's the big thing that people miss out on. The squat and the deadlift are... The, squat, the barbell squat and the barbell deadlift are so hallowed in training so often. And there are certain philosophies that subscribe to this belief that they are the only movements you should ever do or the only movements worth doing. And it's false. It's falsification. It's paradigm blindness. The reality is, is that you can get people very strong and very powerful and very athletic, like I said earlier. And there are many means to do this. There's not just one. There's not just one. So if you're hesitant about barbell squatting deadlifting, don't worry about it right now. Take the, muscle, take the muscle first approach. Get your body stronger at those patterns. Get the muscles developed that you need to have developed. And then return to those movements later on when the challenge of them is greatly diminished and you're no longer in a state of concern with a chance of re-injury. So that's a strategy. I believe I have a couple articles on the website about this. I'll, hopefully link, I'll try and link to them in the show notes. But bear that in mind. You, you, you can take two approaches to this. You can approach, you can approach training as you know, strength first and the muscle comes later. Or you can approach training as muscular development and then strength follows. For those of you guys who have listened to me before and who are familiar with my philosophy, you guys know that I'm very muscle first simply for the reason being that for the sake of gravity and health and training longevity and just practical results, that approach is far more biologically grounded I believe, and far more foundationally grounded than trying to take a strength-first approach. Strength-first sounds good, and it's very badass, and there's a lot of chess being attached to it, but I think, you know, as a, as a philosophy of training, it is, it is incomplete relative to its perspectives and the arguments it bases its case on. So, muscle-first approach, muscle-first approach to training movements, muscle-first approach to preparing your body to squat and deadlift. You do that, you'll get stronger, you'll get as strong as you want, You'll be able to do any exercises that you want, and you have a long-term training approach. So good luck, guys. Train smart. Train intelligently. Ask questions. Talk to you all again.